following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This is the Main Street North Podcast with your host, Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller covering sports in Montgomery and Robertson counties. Now, here are your hosts with Blaine Keller. Here's Brady McAtamney. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Main Street North Podcast. We have a uh, really exciting show coming up for you. Uh, we got some great interviews coming up. And as usual, our one thing, our game of the week, and our performances of the week. Blaine, what do you say we waste no time, get straight into it, an interview that I think we're both very excited about. Uh, we have the head coach of the Clarksville High Wildcats baseball team, Brian Hetland. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, guys. I appreciate you having me on and get to talk prep sports and specifically baseball. You know, with uh, it's raining out, so it must be baseball season is all I know. <laughs> exactly. The weather always seems to know, doesn't it? So, yeah. you guys have. Um, always, uh, I, I feel like a weatherman more than a baseball coach. <laughs> oh, I bet. Um, so, you, you guys have a very yeah. youthful team this year. Um, after graduating, I think your entire yeah. starting lineup last year, you have three guys playing college ball this year from last year's team, um, bringing back only just a handful of seniors this year. Um, how has yeah. that growth of, yeah. of, of that youthful team um, affected you guys this year? Yeah, we actually have uh, five or six guys. Some have registered, but they're playing in collegiate programs this year um, as freshmen from last year's group. But, uh, yeah, it's been a big impact because when we ended the state tournament run last year, we had uh, nine senior position players on the field. The only underclassmen that we had were guys pitching, like Lanham, and obviously had a great year in Murphy. And, you know, those guys that were juniors were underclassmen for the rest of us. We've never had that at Clark, but we've never had a, a lineup where it was straight nine seniors at the end of the year. So it was really unique. When coming in this year, we knew there was going to be, you know, a lot of growing things because uh, these guys are sophomores, but, you know, they lost that 2020 season. So they're, they're still, they're still young sophomores and, and juniors and, you know, a few seniors that are sprinkled in the lineup here and there. But uh, we're mostly playing underclassmen guys. And we knew it was going to take some time and have some up and downs with those guys. They just haven't had near the match, near the playing experiences as uh, the team that we had last year. So we uh, we went ahead and, like a crazy man does, schedule the toughest schedule you've ever scheduled and go throw them out there and, you know, and see what happens. That's how you learn. But uh, that's what we've done. Definitely. So when you mentioned a little bit of growing pains against, like you said, the, the toughest schedule that maybe you faced, you know, across your time at Clarksville, talk to me about some of those growing pains, what that's kind of been like after having such an experienced group last year, you maybe didn't experience those things as much as this year. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just situational things that, you know, base running things and situational things that guys, you know, that are experienced, handle a whole lot easier and you know when uh when a pitcher gets a runner at second and third what's the pitcher do they get a lot tougher you know and they make tougher pitches and you gotta be able to have the experience to be able to handle that and not just get antsy and and, and swing a first available pitch that maybe not in the zone and make a week out and 
and and those are some of the things that we've dealt with some base running mistakes that you know we we just don't normally make that uh, we've made early in the year that you know you just you just got to fight through it and, and keep learning and you know and, and keep staying after them to get better and and uh, you know that those are some of the things that that really stand out our overall defense has been pretty solid our pitching has been pretty solid you know we you know we lost three two guys in, that are at Austin P that played our outfield last year that could just fly and run down everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's different getting new guys out there. And we've had a couple injuries to guys, you know, so some of the has been out since the game at Vanderbilt. He uh, landed on his wrist and our play at first base. And he's been out ever since that. And, and our one of our first basemen has been out all year with the injuries in his wrist. And we got a couple injuries mixed in there. To go along with it, like every club does, but uh, you know, with the training and playing even younger guys, and expected it makes it, uh, it it makes it interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, and uh, you mentioned him, um, but Brody Lanham really is the big time returner for you guys. Of course, Ryan Murphy and a couple other pitchers, but yeah. um, Brody's really the marquee name. Your guys' ace from last year, of course, the ace this year. Even playing some first base, which I can't say I expected to see, DHing. Um, he's been hitting in the four spot for you guys. Um, just how valuable is his experience, mm-hmm. especially when he's on the mound? Well, yeah, it's uh, it's big, and you know, and, and I told him we sat him down and said, "Brody, it's not going to go as easy as it went last year." Now you're the mark guy, and and uh, you can't put pressure on yourself to be perfect when you go out there and. and when you go out there and you're, he was nine and zero with a one ERA going into the state tournament or what have you, the finish with a one ERA is slightly under a one, and you know so he ends up nine and one on the year, and you know and basically dominated them out and kept us in the game every time out. And, you know so you know he's had to, you know he's had to face some 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 pretty pretty good clubs, and uh, you know the team out of Alabama the other day was. Uh, Extremely good club. They were twenty-three and four, and uh, have been ranked number one in six A in Alabama. You know, and played a ton of games already, and you know it was a two-nothing game going to fifth. So, you know, you know, pitched really well to that point. You know, and, and you know we've had a lot of games like that. You know, to get away from Brody just for a second, we've had a lot of games where we've taken leads. We took a lead against Carter, the top one of the top ten ranked teams in the state of Tennessee, and. and we took a lead against them late in the fifth inning. We just haven't. We've got to learn how to finish games out, and that's what young teams have to learn how to do. It's like down the basketball court, whatever. We can't get turned the ball over late in the game. We can't make mistakes late in the game that are going to uh, turn around the game that you know you kind of take hold of and you got to run with it. So. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned some tough games, some. Big games. Um, Going to have a lot of them coming up this weekend with the annual Donnie Everett Classic coming up. Um, I know that this is something that the baseball community in Clarksville and really across all of Tennessee and even a little bit in Kentucky uh, really looks forward to every season. Yeah. Um, let's give us a, a, a quick rundown of you know some of the teams people can expect to see this year and uh, just what this tournament means, both for um, you know the name itself, Donnie Everett, um, and for this community. Right, right. Well, I've been in this community since 1988 when I came back to see as a grad student, grad assistant coach, and I've been here ever since. There's never been a high school player with more talent that I've seen um, in this area than during the universe. And uh, when Donnie, you know, was here, he was going to be a high-round draft choice, and 
you know, made the decision to go to Vanderbilt and wanted to play there and, and uh, wanted to be part of that program. And, but, um, you know, Donnie was uh, just an incredible athlete, incredible player, and, and great person. And his family are great people. And, you know, we wanted to memorialize Donnie with the tragic incident that uh, took his life, you know, and when he was a freshman at Vanderbilt. So we wanted to memorialize him and, and create this continue. Uh, we had a tournament named after our former AD at Clarkson, William Workman, but, uh, you know, he was, they got the gym named after him, so we wanted to signify this tournament to be named after Donnie Everett. Ross was always a whole site with his message. And, uh, you know, they were all glad to, you know, partake and participate with it and uh, try to get good teams in here. So I worked at it year-round trying to get quality teams and and, uh, and people like to come and play, and you know, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work to get teams to come up here and play. And, and so we work on it, and uh, the other schools help a little bit. And, and I try to do the best that I can, and we've had teams from all over come into it. And this year it's, it's a little bit more localized, but we have Seymour from East Tennessee that was a, it made a great run last year and lost to Farragut in the, in the section game before um, Farragut went to the state tournament. And we've got Houston Heights going to the Germantown who's the top five team in the state right now and always a great program. And Hopkinsville and Christian County from across the border and Lyon County, Kentucky are coming in. And, you know, we just, um, Gallatin is playing really good baseball. They're like eight and three right now. And that's what we open up with tomorrow at three o'clock. But, uh, you know, we got some good teams. And then not to mention Mount Julius, always always a great program. It's coming in as well. And, you know, and we got Northeast Us and, and Rossview as local teams playing in the in the classic and you know it's going to be some really good baseball which the weather was a whole lot better but it's going to play out later today and we're going to be able to get tarps off and, and get the field race going to be sunny tomorrow and we'll be able to get get going tomorrow and and uh get some baseball going absolutely well um brian thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us today um Good luck rest of the way for you guys. I know I'm going to see you at least a couple more times and uh, have fun this weekend. I know uh, yeah. you always do. Well, I appreciate it. Our league is really interesting. You know, it's uh, this year our side is with us being two and two or three and one and Rossby and Northeast both splitting and them being two and two weeks. You know, it's, uh, it's very interesting uh, how this thing is going to roll out. It's a lot of, there's a lot of good baseball in town. In, uh, Northeast has got, you know, a really nice ball club this year. And when Crimson's on the mound, they're really, really tough. And so it's going to be fun, you know, as we get into the late part of the season. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see how it shakes out. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks. Thank you, Brian. Well, Brady, I'll say this about the Donnie Everett Classic this weekend. One of the teams that Coach Hedlund mentioned, uh, Hopkinsville High School, which I'm sure a lot of people in our area may not be aware of. But first-year head coach David Weber, quick shout-out to him, a former assistant at Austin P who took the job at Hopkinsville this year. So uh, a lot of connections, not just in the state, but in Kentucky as well with, with this weekend's set of games. Yeah, absolutely. And um, of course, Brian Hetland, also someone who has been involved in the Austin P program as well. He was a, a former assistant there. So uh, pretty cool for a couple of, uh, of former Austin P guys to be linking up there. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask Hetland about this, but, you know, you go down the list, you go Garrison Goins, Skyver Luna, Brody Lanham, uh, Garrett Spain, if he wasn't drafted last year. 
right. so lots of Austin B connections with that Donnie Everett Classic this weekend. But let's transition into some Roberts County baseball and talk with one of the hottest teams in Roberts County, a, a big surprise this year with Joe Burns baseball. I've mentioned it on the show here, but we welcome in Joe Burns baseball coach, John Mark Hendricks. Coach Hendricks, how are we? I'm doing good, Blaine. How are y'all doing? Doing great. You know, yeah. and we, we've talked a couple of times this season, but, you know, your team sitting at six and three at this point with a, a split against East, East Robertson, excuse me, uh, something that your team hadn't done since 2019 a big deal for you and your club, but but you guys are really getting it done right now. What's the key to the success? Yeah, we tried not to uh, talk about that a lot, um, but it had been a while since uh, we played and performed well. I think uh, we beat them once in 2018 and once in 2019. Um, but, you know, they've had so many good arms come through there, and they're, they're a great program. So we tried to avoid how long it had been since we had beat them, but um, – just do what we can control and uh, stick to stick to what we do and try to do the little things right. And uh, luckily we were able to get a split Monday and uh, we'll get back after it tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah. And one thing that really jumps off the page this year is that you guys are playing in an extremely small district this season. I mean, three teams, that's it. You and two other teams. Um, you guys are playing, I, I believe it, it's a, a pair of uh, three game series instead of playing the usual two but how does that super small district um change things from your previous years coaching yeah um so i guess you know playing three game series allows us to really see um who performs the best and we wanted the regular season to mean something and that's hard to do with such a small district um but you know just we had to come up with something. Um, it's unfortunate that it's so small, um, but we were able to adapt. And um, there is just three of us with us, East and Trousdale. And three-game series are tough. Um, it really puts a lot of stress on your arms and see where you are. And uh, you got to get a lot of production from um, guys who may not pitch a lot um, in district games normally uh, when you have larger districts. But um, we fare well. We um, we got to count on some guys to perform and um step outside the box a little bit and do a little more than what they would normally be asked to do. But um, we've got a good group of kids. Their, you know, commitment to each other and commitment to getting better um, is really beginning to show. And um, they show up every day. They do things the right way. Um, They're a great group. They're a coachable group. And um, I'm certainly excited for them. Um, But we're only nine games in, so we have a a lot of baseball left. Well, Coach, I wanted to ask you a quick hitter here before I get to another meaty question. When you talk about, and I'm not sure if you guys have talked about postseason yet and how that district tournament looks like, but would the number one seed then get just a buy into the championship game? Is that how you guys are looking at this tournament? Um, no, and, and we've discussed a couple different ways. I think, um, and it was sent back out. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure we're going to, the top team will get the buy and we'll still do double elimination. Top team will get a buy. The bottom um, two will play each other to play the top seed team, and then you'll just roll double elimination uh, from there on. So um, it's just, again, it's a tough draw, but it's the, kind of the hand we were dealt, and we're going to try to do it the right way and, and see who can come on top. And I have no doubt two good teams will represent um, our district. Well, Coach, after that East Robertson split the doubleheader on Monday in the district, something you said kind of stuck out to me. You said you guys were kind of resetting your expectations on the year now. 
how do you think those have kind of changed from the start of the year? In, in your mind, what were your expectations when the year started and how have they changed up until this point? Um, I, I knew we were going to have a good group. We only have two seniors, but um, the leadership on our team um, is is really good. And like I said, their commitment to getting better. I don't really know that we had set expectations exactly um, on, you know, a specific number or specific games we were looking at. We just wanted to, you know, commit to the process and show up every day and work hard and um, see how it played out and make adjustments along the way. Um, and we'll continue to have to do that. Uh, we'll have to work through injuries, which we've had some now. We're getting a couple guys back um, from injury. And it, it's, a, it's a game of adapting and fixing things and moving people around. Um, but, again, as far as expectations, I don't think we set, like, a specific number on anything. Um, we wanted to kind of stick to the process and stick to training and what we do and um, let the result kind of take care of itself. But now that we've seen some um, some good outcomes and some things kind of go our way, um, it just really focuses you in on, on how good you can be. And, again, it's nothing us as the coaching staff are doing because we, we really don't have to – you know, we put them in the right spot certain times, but these kids really take it uh, upon themselves to, to – better themselves and get better and hold each other accountable. It really is a good group of kids that have high expectations for themselves. So we don't, there's not a lot of times we have to, you know, get their attention and focus them back in because, you know, they're, they're a great group and they stay focused and they want to do, do a lot of good things and they're well on their way. But like I said, a lot of baseball to play. Well, on Thursday, you guys will close out that series against East Robertson and then the last district series of the season against Trousdale later down the road. Coach, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you for your time today. Hey, thank you all so much, and uh, thanks for what you all do for our kids and the schools, and we really appreciate it. Well, it's just a, some great stuff from Clarksville baseball coach Brian Hedlund and Joe Burns baseball coach John Mark Hendricks. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll give you our one thing, performance of the week, and game of the week segments. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 
888-558-5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to the MSP North podcast. We've just heard from Brian Hetland and John Mark Hendricks. Now it's time to get into uh, one of our favorite segments here, the one thing part of the show, uh, where we're each going to bring up three one things. That makes sense. Uh, Blaine, you want to start us off? Yeah, three things, three one things, however you, you phrase it. But I'll start with something that maybe you can kind of relate to here, I think, in Montgomery County. But We'll take a quick look at East Robertson baseball. They they sit at seven and five in the season. And Brady, we talked with East Robertson coach Derek Wicks just before the season started off. They're number seven in the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association poll now. But looks can be deceiving. You know, whenever we talked with Coach Wicks, we realized that the only Class A competition that they'll play as a Class A school is the six games they play in District A one A. Everybody else is above a classification, or they're in private school. So a lot of tough competition for a really young team that plays four freshmen, starts four freshmen in its lineup more times than not. So, I mean, I think you can kind of look at that on the opposite side with West Creek, right? Yeah, you can. Um, they're not part of my one thing today, but, yeah, they, uh, they've, they've beaten some weaker teams and are now 10-3 and three to show with after losing a pair of games to Clarksville High. Um, one team that I did want to talk about is a team that actually uh, played East Robertson earlier this season is uh, Northeast Baseball. Um, this is a team that, you know, has kind of been third fiddle for a while in uh, their, in the city, really, um, behind teams like Rossview and Clarksville. But this year, they've, they've taken a game from each of those teams. They've split their series with both Clarksville and now Rossview, beating them last night at 10 to 3 at Northeast. So very impressive win for them. Both games were started by uh, senior Evan Primacing, who is um, having a really good season for them. Um, they could be contenders in uh, District 13-4A, um, seeing as how they've already split games with those teams. Um, of course, they're going to need to beat the teams like Springfield and West Creek. Um, so, you know, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves with that, but they're definitely looking like a, a much improved team that could definitely make a run. Well, when you talk about contenders, most coaches don't want to hear contenders in, in early April. They want to hear it, you know, when, when we get to May. But exactly. nonetheless, very impressive to take one game at least from Clarksville and Rossview. Let's swip, switch over to, to soccer here on the pitch. Greenbrier, the Bobcats, after a, an impressive season last year with coach John Paul Wood, he departed from the program and the girls coach Jonathan Sutton has taken over on the boys' side. The Bobcats are 5-1 and one through their first six games. They've allowed one goal in their last four games and beat White House for the first time in school history last week. I was planning on getting out there earlier this week, but as Coach Hedlund kind of alluded to, the uh, the weather has different plans so far. So uh, 
yeah. hoping to get out there soon. They look like a really impressive team and could take take over in that district, I think. I mean, Portland and White House Heritage are probably their biggest competition right now. Definitely keeping it on the pitch. Uh, I want to talk about Rossview soccer. I believe it was just last week I said that no team was really looking dominant yet. Um, and I, I want to officially say that Rossview is looking dominant. Um, they've been just beating the heck out of teams. They beat Northeast, I believe, 3-2 to two last night, which has definitely been their closest games. Um, but uh, they had a three-game span last week in which Chance Seiler had a hat trick. Next game, Christian Sanchez had a hat trick. Next game, Graham Duncan. You could probably guess. Had a hat trick. Um, so they've got multiple guys who can get it done. They've just been dominating. Well, I'll kind of segue and mesh our two one things here, the last one here, and segue it into my game of the week. Uh, Springfield softball, Clarksville softball, weather, weather permitting tomorrow should be a great battle. The first of many uh, in that district there. But on, on the mound, on the circle for Springfield, you can expect three as Monday. 416 strikeouts to this point in just three years. She needs, believe if I have that math right, 84 to eclipse 500. It's good math, yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, game of the week, they're facing Clarksville. Um, and this is actually my performance of the week. And my one thing is about uh, Emberly Nichols. Um, so, yeah, you see the Donnie Ever Classic down there. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but Emberly Nichols in the circle for CHS uh, in a two-game span last week against two really good teams. Um, Stewart's Creek and Rossview struck out 25 batters in two games, two shutouts. Um, so that pitching matchup, that's my performance of the week. Uh, that's my one thing. She's just crazy good. Um, she's been in the circle, I believe, every game for CHS this season. And, yeah, it, it's going to be a treat to see her against Bria's Mundy. Well, um, go ahead. You no, know, you mesh all three of those things there. And I was just going to mention, you know, I did a little bit of research on this game, Springfield Clarksville softball on Thursday. Clarksville, a nine-game winning streak, shuts out shutouts in four of their last six games. They allowed three runs in their last nine games. I mean, you're it's talking brutal. about a very, very dominant performance from, I believe, an Austin P signing. She signed Austin P. is that right? She is, yep. So, I mean, that's just going to be a battle. I think that one's going to be really incredible. Uh, yeah. and, and give me his Monday, you know, give me his Monday for the performance of the week. Uh, she went 2-2 two two at the plate with a double. And a five-inning one-hitter with 10 strikeouts against West Creek, who I believe last week you mentioned was pretty well improved. So, you know, definitely improved, yeah. improved from last year. So, mm -hmm. you know, Springfield 2-0 in the district, I believe. Clarksville's 1-0. It should be a really fun game to watch, I think. Yeah, so that's your game of the week. My game of the week is more games of the week. As uh, we talked about the Donnie Everett Classic with Brian Hetland. this is just a huge event in Clarksville, obviously named after an incredible talent, a great kid from Clarksville High um, that is remembered fondly here and in the state at Vanderbilt. Um, there's going to be a lot of really good baseball teams there across three different sites at CHS, Rossview, and Northeast. Uh, if you're a fan of baseball and you've got uh, some time this weekend, you know, you could throw a dart at the schedule and probably find yourself a pretty good baseball game. So uh, that'll be a, a, a really good good time. Boys performance of the week, uh, I'm pretty sure you could kind of put uh, pencil in premising here, right? I, I think uh, you said he pitched both those games against Clarksville and Rossview. Uh, he was your, was he your performance of the week last week? I can't remember. Yeah, he was uh, last week. Um, this week, I mean, I, got, I didn't really, really choose one this week, but I could really give it to those three Rossview guys, right? <laughs> Scoring yeah. a combined nine goals. Well, I think, well, they scored more than combined nine goals in that stretch, but each having hat tricks. Yeah, it could go to one of those three guys. I'll go with baseball here. I know we talked a little bit about Joe Burns, East Robertson, but 
just the youth of East Robertson is really impressive. Gavin True, the pitcher, um, pitcher infielder, the brother of the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association Class A Player of the Year last year, Van True, who actually won Gulf South Conference Player of the Week this past week as well. Wow. So a little bit of uh, accolades going across the family there, but complete game. 13 Ks, no walks, one earned run, and a solo home run at the plate in a losing effort to Joe Burns. He pitched a really dominant performance. I mean, outside of a seventh inning where, you know, maybe a couple errors here and there that kind of let Joe Burns battle back and win that one, he looked almost unhittable at points against the Red Devils. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, his brother, really good baseball player, Gavin True, seems like he's probably not going to be too far behind in terms of being a dominant player for East Robertson. It runs in the family. It seems like definitely that's, that's true. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I, get uh, it. I get it. It took me a second to get that. Oh, I know. No, it was, it was terrible no matter what, but um, uh, with that, we are going to uh, sign off for today's episode of the MSP North podcast. Uh, I, I think we can both agree. It was, it was a fun one, getting some great interviews, talking about some big time games coming up. Um, we are going to be back with you same time next week. But until then, have a great week, guys. This has been the MSP North Podcast with your hosts, Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller, covering high school sports in Montgomery and Robertson counties. Follow on Twitter at Main Street Preps. Also, Follow Brady on Twitter at Brady underscore MSP and Blaine at sports underscore BK. And of course, always online at MainStreetPreps.com. The MSP North podcast is a Main Street Media production.